Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Lodges Podcast. I am your host, Juan Rodriguez. So excited that each and every one of you guys are decided to tune in to today's episode, which is episode 43 with Nick Sabat, who is an associate attorney at KNL Gates Law Firm. Uh, you know, it's time from time on here that, you know, we have guests that maybe I've just met or guests that have reached out to me and, you know, want to be on the show. So sometimes it's, it's conversations that I'm having with people for the first time, but uh, Nick is someone who I consider a friend. He's someone that him and I have had lots of conversations in the background uh, over the phone, over messaging. So I was really excited to have him on. Um, he's doing some great stuff. But uh, to get right to it, the the subject of this podcast episode um, is a little bit different than what it traditionally is. Uh, Nick actually came to me and thought that it would be a great idea to have an episode surrounding what it's like to be a young professional trying to make it in the gaming and esports world. You know, how do you navigate it, what are some do's and don'ts, uh, this and that. And I thought it was an, a really great idea. So definitely want to give him all the credit for coming to me about this. So what you're going to see in this episode is really just him and I being authentic and being honest. Um, you know, we're not experts in the industry. We're not going to say anything like that. But this is just us being true and honest about what our experiences have been so far. Um, some of the things we've done to navigate the industry, things that have worked, things that haven't, our learning experiences, that whole sort of thing. So if you're someone who is young, maybe you're out of college and, and you're trying to get into the space, or maybe you're a professional that's midway through your career and now you're pivoting into gaming and esports, um, we created this episode with you guys in mind to, to shine some light on some subjects and to hopefully uh, help you guys learn a couple things by the time you're done listening. Um, so... That's kind of the gist of this episode. Before we hop into it, I do want to read a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts uh, because, as always, as you guys know, um, I love when you guys go and drop these reviews. It allows us to kind of have that connection between the listeners and myself and, and all that. So uh, today's five-star episode or five-star review is from Bad Raz Taz. And their review says Lodges at this rate is going to be a big name in the scape of podcasting and esports. Very professional, great communicator, and a strong passion in the industry. Keep up the consistency, brother. Can't wait to see what doors open up for you. And I believe this is Cody uh, down in Miami from Rock Esports who dropped this review. So I appreciate it, brother. Thank you for going on Apple Podcasts and doing that. It's always great to, to read a review and hear from you guys. But with all of that being said, again, welcome everybody to the show. This is episode 43 up next. What's up, man? How are you? Good, how's it going? Good, good. Good. Glad we got this set up. Yeah, same. Yeah, man, we've never, we've never done a FaceTime, so this is funny to do, no, like... It's, it's funny, it's, 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 uh, technically this is probably the first time we met face-to-face. Face-to-face, yeah, other than yeah. the phone calls we've had and then LinkedIn right, exactly. and all that. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, no. Pumped to have you. It looks like back there in Florida, huh? Yeah, it's it was actually stormy earlier today, but you know how it is down here. Like it'll be storming right. one minute, and the next minute it's nice outside. So yeah, part of me thought I should have for quarantine flew down to Florida, stayed there. I mean, why not? Yeah, you should have. <laughs> better, better weather than we have here. Is it cold there for you guys right now or no? You know, it's it's weird. It, it it's sun shining and everything is really nice, but yeah. um, no, really, you know, no warm air. It's all just cold dang wind, i got you i got you yeah my, my family's in huntsville in alabama so like north alabama 
And my mom said like, it was last night or two nights ago, it was like 36 degrees for them. So wow. I was like, that's not how it's been down here. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Um, but yeah, anyways, all right, we'll, we'll jump into it. Um, and so just to set the stage real quick. So for anyone that's like hopping in on the live, uh, welcome. If you guys are catching this later on the podcast version of it, hope you guys enjoy this as well. Um, but with us, we got Nick Sabat. He's an associate attorney at Canal Gates. And Nick, you're out of the DC, Metro DC office. Yep. Is that correct? Yeah, so yeah, I'm out of the DC office right downtown DC. Okay, nice, yeah. nice. Um, so what I plan on doing, or what we plan on doing here is probably be live for like the next hour. And then what we're gonna do is like a young professionals in gaming. So we're gonna kind of go back and forth on, on kind of our thoughts and how we've navigated the industry. But to kick off like the first 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes, however, you, however much time you wanna take, just kind of let everyone know a little bit about you, your background, what you're doing at the law firm, all those sort of things. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah, so, so first let me say, by the way, thank you for having me on. I gotta say, I've always been a huge fan, big proponent of the podcast. <laughs> I mean, you know, everyone yeah. on LinkedIn, anytime it comes up, launch podcast, I'm always pushing it, always telling people, really good resource. So I'm very humbled, honored to be on. Yeah, um, I appreciate it. So it's exciting, and I'm, I'm glad this is a really good topic. It's something we talked about a little while ago because I think a lot of, and, you know, we'll get into this, I'm sure, but a lot of kids are coming up, going to school, or professionals who are already, you know, in school, coming out of school, want to get into this industry. They want to learn more about it, and, and you know, hopefully they have a passion for it. So, yeah. Um, but, but about me, so I went to GW Law. Uh, I was born and raised in the D.C. area, came back after college, went to GW Law, um, Always knew I wanted to do law, always knew I wanted to do corporate and business law, but uh, always had like a little inkling that I kind of was tied to sports law in particular, like, you know, traditional sports law, yeah. but it found it really hard, as most kids do, really hard to get into it and tap that network. Um, and so graduated from law school, joined a firm, uh, you know, I'm at a firm that we have over 40 offices worldwide, which I think is a great um, asset for us because you know we have offices in China or Japan or you know yeah. wherever you want to say for especially for esports in the Asian markets I think is huge and we do anything you can imagine which I also really like so if you want to you know any any of your wildest dreams there's someone who knows how to do it which <laughs> which I really liked and that's why I joined a big firm but, yeah um, joined the firm and worked primarily in the corporate law department and. Um, you know, like any any good associate, the idea is to put your head down and do your work. And uh, I was doing that, but at the same time, I, you know, I do consider myself very entrepreneurial and I wanted to be able to branch out, find my own niche and find something that really spoke to me and I was interested in. Um, yeah. So believe it or not, I actually was in Florida in our Miami office working out of there for like two weeks. I went down to go visit with some partners and associates there. Um, and on the way down, I actually did think it's funny because I was thinking about this earlier today. Like, it's this, this is the, you're probably like the third person I've ever told in the world this, but okay. I was watching a YouTube video on, uh, you know, I was watching YouTube videos on a plane and I was started watching like Farming Simulator. Mm -hmm. Like, that was, and I, for some reason, was like captured by it. And I was like, this is crazy. I'm watching someone else play a Farming Simulator video game. Like, <laughs> this is nuts. And, at the same time, like, but that wasn't by any means my first entree into gaming, my first, you know, experience with, with you know, streaming or anything like that. I've yeah. always been a casual gamer. Um, I'm not great by any means. You know, I, I was getting spanked in Halo and, and <laughs> Smash by the time my cousins got to be, like, 11. Right. But, um, it, you know, 
being part of this generation, gaming has always been part of, you know, my upbringing and something that I consider. I still, you know, still game, still got the Switch and the Xbox and the PS, you know, 4 now and you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I kind of knew, like, hey, maybe there's something here. Let me look into it. Because if I can sit down and watch this, which may or may not be the driest thing on the earth and find some sort of, like, weird joy out of it, that just proves that there's clearly a market for people to watch streams, to engage with esports, to game on a consistent basis, and really have an industry that builds up around it. And so, yeah. it's probably like two years ago, year and a half ago, um, and I really just dove in, you know, head first, researched as much as I could about the industry, and knew that it's something that you know, especially on the legal side and the professional services side generally it's a new industry and there's not a lot of people who are doing professional services in the industry yet but I think it's going to be something that we're going to see a lot of people start to jump into which is good and bad um, and I'm sure that's something we can talk about but yeah. but I think that for me it was something where I had a genuine interest it was a passion that I could see that I wanted to chase and you know I saw an untapped market and one of the biggest reasons was um Again, like I said, the casual gaming connection, but also like I became a lawyer and, and really wanted to look at this industry, especially because I, you know, I do this because I want to help people. I want to help clients. I want to help companies make sure that they're protected from a legal basis. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I do with all my clients now and everyone that I work with, both on the esports and non-esports side of things. Um, it's always kind of about mitigating the risk and finding out where you can really best understand a client's business and, and help them mitigate that risk and get ahead of it before it's you know even a thought process and if you can bring it up to a client that's even better yeah um so so again with esports being so young i was like you know what there's a lot of opportunity for people who are simply young by the years of age that they've had on this planet right like just their <laughs> you know how old a lot of these guys are right, right. Are, who are who are in esports right um the players are young. A lot of the really bright, creative minds are young, and the industry as a whole is young. So, so I saw a big opportunity for people to really get kind of screwed over, and I didn't want anyone to get burned. And I thought, you know, maybe there's an opportunity for me to jump in on the legal side and help protect people and help them kind of navigate what is arguably a very complex legal landscape. Right? Because um, it's it's water that hasn't and I'm really happy because there's a lot of what I'm doing now especially ironically during COVID so, <laughs> so during the lockdown and during quarantine you know I've been working for home now for what like a month I've barely been fully charted uh, half and um, and a lot of a lot of stuff I've been doing lately is, is really esports focused you know the hustle is finally turning into some really good clients um, yeah. and you know relationships are continuing to build which I love but but for me you know it, it's great to see those relationships now turn into clients and being able to help those people um, and so a lot of the work lately has been kind of providing that professional service of being a lawyer to people who certainly need it and and, and you know I would hope would say that they benefit a tremendous amount from it right right what yeah. I'm I was interested I don't think I actually even know this personally on the non-traditional side, like when you got into the law firm, what what did yeah. your client base look like? Like, what, where were you focusing on? Yeah, so it's funny. So, so DC is by no means like a hotbed for corporate law, right? So I think <laughs> going into it, that was really interesting. And it's it's actually, it, you know, I mentioned that because 
when you're hungry, like there's no better way to become hungry than just like needing it, right? Like yeah. I, th- there was a point where I was kind of like, I'm a little bored and honestly, like I want to be doing what I want to be doing. <laughs> right. And, and I, I, and I want to go out there and yes, it's good. Like I said, to be a good associate and put your head down, but like, that's not a hundred percent me. Like I'm happy to do the work. I'm happy to put my head down, but I also want to go out and generate my own stuff. Yeah. Um, and so it's <laughs> funny enough, well, Mike, what, what a lot of the work that I did before is I was helping partners and associates at the firm do large scale M&A, um, on an international scale, even, um, with, you know, investment banks and, and, you know, all sorts of different entity levels and structures and stuff like that. Some yeah. real estate work, some real estate incentive work, which is really interesting. And, um, antitrust stuff I, you know, I actually started off technically at the firm doing a lot of uh private aviation work so really okay. high net worth individuals or really big brands their private jet fleet which was super cool um, <laughs> yeah. and really sexy and you know it was yeah. great to be saying that you're working on private jets but um but it was interesting and, and i liked it and i love i love being in the law i love what i do i love contracting and most people are like i want to contract you know i want to do something else but yeah um yeah, I, I love what I was doing, and, and it's allowed me now to build on that. I mean, just for instance, with one of those pieces, like the incentive component, there, there's so many different real estate incentives that I've learned. By no means is it my practice, right? And I think, let me just say, anyone who says they're an expert on anything, especially something like esports, for instance, yeah, you're not. You know, like yeah. first of all, it's changing so much, right? So, yeah. so I'm by no means am I an expert on esports. By no means am I an expert on real estate incentives, but like. The point that I'm trying to make is you pick up stuff when you go through your professional career that may not have started or may not be fully in esports that you can be surprised how much you can use that yeah. later on for clients or connections who are in esports. So like with the real estate incentives, people are going to build stadiums. People are going to build headquarters. You know, you have 100 thieves that just built their huge, beautiful headquarters. Right. right? And, they, and, you know, put the, put the video on. I don't know if they got incentives. I don't know if they didn't. <laughs> I don't know if they qualified. But the point is, is like, you, you know, for all of these different things, you can get real estate incentives. That can help your bottom line. That can help your business grow. So, um, yeah, just just my way of saying, you know, if you're not in it now, definitely use everything that you're learning now. I'm certainly trying to absorb no matter what it is as much as I can so that one day later it will become useful. Right, right. No, and I think there's a huge, like you're saying, where you can take these past experiences and bring it into the industry. And I think that yeah. – and we'll get into this later, but I think there's a huge opportunity for people that come from the legal side or the financial side yeah. or the insurance side. And, you know, we're all talking professional services here that if they get into esports or gaming later, there's going to be some they had while they were doing those professional services in other industries yeah. that are going to in some way or another translate or be able to translate over into gaming. And yeah. so and we can get into that later when we kind of talk about, um, you know, other professionals entering the space and all that. Um, Anything else you want to add, like on the on on the firm side? Or do you want to go ahead and, and hop into the, the topic, or what are you thinking? Yeah, so I mean, the only thing else I would highlight is, is kind of like a little plug, which is um, on the firm side. Like, like I said, we do everything and anything. I think primarily with esports, a lot of the representation lately is coming out of um, representing teams and investors. You know, we're talking serious money. Um, and, and that means two things. So, so on the legal side, what a lot of people don't realize is that, yeah, you can have a great esports idea. You can have a great esports, you know, platform that you're starting or company or team that you're starting or whatever it is. But if your investment docs are in a row and if your 
intellectual property docs starting in a row, like you could either get burned down the road or frankly, like on the front end, you could miss out on investment opportunities that um, big scale venture funds or big scale personal investment people don't want to approach you with because you're not necessarily as serious as they need you to be. Um, so we, we, you know, we work with people across across the sector and, and like I said, doing a myriad of other things, but um, I'd love to move into more player representation. I think that's yeah. a really big thing. I think in the next few years for the legal side, I'd love to see that explode because when you have the average age of, you know, let's just call it, I don't know what it is, like 16 or whatever, whatever the average player age is, you're talking about it's minors. Young. Yeah. yeah, it's young. It's young. And you're definitely talking about a lot of minors who are players. Um, that has its own implications, federal and state law that gets implied there. But, right. but forget, like, the legality of that for a minute. And it's just, like, the general, like, being a good person side of it, which is, if you're a 15-year-old and someone walks up to you and says, hey, I'll sign you to play, you know, Fortnite or Overwatch, yeah. whatever it is, like, <laughs> you're going to say, sure, where do I sign? And you're right. not going to look at any of the things that you really should be looking at. Exactly. Um, and and I, I don't like that narrative at all, and I really want that to change, as I think it will when the industry continues to grow and more people get agents and lawyers and whatever it is. Yeah. Have you connected, I'm curious, have you connected with Justin Jacobson yet up in New York? Have you guys connected? You know, I don't. I, I definitely have heard of Justin. Okay. Um, and, you know, through the grapevine and um, LinkedIn, great resource. You know, as a result, you know all these names. <laughs> yeah. but, um, I don't know if we've ever formally connected, so that's okay. something that we'll definitely jump on. But you know, yeah. Darren, you had on your last podcast. I had the pleasure of talking to him a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. He's a really good guy. Um, that's more on like the agency kind of side, but. Um, no, but just someone I'll definitely yeah. reach out to and, and touch base with. Yeah. yeah, I'd recommend reaching out to him and, and, and seeing what he tells you because I know he's I had him a couple episodes ago and I know he does a lot of like the player yeah. representation and one of the things we were talking about is there's still a need on the legal side for players to be represented, for teams to be yeah, represented. Right. So anyways, just just a plug in, in yeah. case you want to check that out later. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah. All right, we'll hop into we'll start to hop into the the conversation here, which really, you know, when you approached me about this, I liked it because you had this idea where, you know, we've already had like probably a couple calls before of just kind of going back and forth, you being a lawyer, me on the financial side. And then, you know, you pitched this to me of, you know, why don't we have a conversation surrounding young professionals that are trying to work on the business side of the industry? And truthfully, there isn't a lot, or at least I don't find that there is many, obviously. It's a young industry from the player side, from the streamer side, but there's not like many young, early, mid 20 year olds that are working in it. And so, yeah. and there's people that aren't trying to get into it. So that'd be fun if, you know, like you said, we had this conversation around it. Um, so we're gonna just, for anyone that's maybe tuning in or listening, or if you're listening later on the podcast episode, um, we're gonna just kind of tackle some of the stuff that we've experienced and gone through. Um, but Nick, I'll let you kick it off. You know, I thought maybe we'd, Here's a good question to just kind of start. When you're initially networking, and we'll start on a positive note before we go into some of the things we've struggled with, yeah. how's, how's your way of like, how do you now today, not at the beginning, but how do you now right. today approach the networking side? How do you approach trying to reach people within the industry? You know, kind of what is your strategy and, and how do you go about it? Yeah, so it's, an, it's a really good question. And I think it's a rabbit hole, honestly. Like the outset. Like this question by itself, we could spend two hours talking about. We because could, there's yeah. so many different strategies and things that people um, are doing. But I, I really like the way you asked that question because 
It's exactly right. Like the way that I started this at the beginning, a year and a half ago, reaching out to my network is so much different than how I'm doing it now. Um, and a lot of that has to do with kind of like the steps that you take. And so, so I'll say like when I started, right, I was literally just like cold emailing people or cold DMing them on LinkedIn. Um, you know, I think I'm such a big proponent of LinkedIn and, I, and I'll say this at the outset, which is I don't have socials. Like, you know, we talked about this and we were joking about it. Like, I don't, you know, I don't have, I don't necessarily even have an Instagram, right? Like, yeah. I don't have a Facebook. I scroll through TikTok because I think it's funny and, and it is, yeah. I think that's a really good medium. I don't think that's necessarily going to explode for esports, but that's a separate discussion. So, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll watch that for a minute. But, and you know, I don't have, you, we were talking about it. I don't have Twitter. Like, I, I don't have Twitter. I think, and I've talked to a lot of people about it, and, and there's, I think there's a big divide that's happening where I'm kind of in the camp of there's a lot of noise on Twitter. And there it's is. really hard to cut through the noise and make yourself be known. LinkedIn is awesome for me, and I think for a lot of professionals in the space, because inherently LinkedIn is a professional network, right? It is a social media platform for professionals. Yeah. And to me, from what I've seen, and I'd, I'd love to hear what you have to say about this, but like, to me, LinkedIn is the place that's jumping off for professionals in esports because everyone is on there to do esports business, right? Like at the end of the day, this is a business, mm-hmm. and if there's a forum that's dedicated to professionals, it just narrows the field so that you have a bunch of people who are on LinkedIn connecting, networking, making introductions, yeah. and and trying to really push the industry forward, and, and everyone knows why you're there, which, yeah. is, which is, I, I love that about it. Exactly. Um, so, so I went about it originally DMing people on LinkedIn, and, and that has shifted now to, you know, the short version of the story is that that's shifted from just kind of building up a really big network you know originally it was just like blasting out connections not adding personal notes which i necessarily right. don't you know i don't necessarily suggest that but i don't yeah i don't know what you, you know you, you do your own approach exactly i i didn't right like i just blasted connections probably built like 500 connections in like four months mm-hmm. and just tried to touch as many people as possible find links of links of you know mutual connections etc um, and then it's funny, I think we actually had a conversation a few months back where, I, you know, I was like, what do you think? And, and I think the solution we came up to is how to get the next level, how to get to the next level is creating content. I think mm-hmm. that's so key. So to me, my formula was get a base, get an audience of people that you're connected with, try to talk to them to the extent you can. And, you know, we can talk about later, maybe like, you know, the etiquette of, of talking to people uh, and making those connections but my strategy was build a base and then give that base meaningful insightful commentary and and you know genuine kind of content that you're creating um that they can react to yeah no you're not going to get like a thousand likes or comments or whatever (laughs) but like you're you're doing more right like for both of us i mean you know well like this podcast the instagram live like that's excellent So, so for me, it was, you know, starting off with just posting a few things, sharing articles, liking stuff, being active, um, on the platform and then writing an article, you know, we just, we just wrote an article, I just wrote one and, and worked on yes. with some colleagues about kind of like the legalities that people should be considering in esports, especially in the lens of COVID. Um, and, and you know, the, the pop off that we're seeing in the industry because of that, 
and you know doing this, getting involved with people that are publishing esports books, et cetera, et cetera. There's just so many different ways that you can now push content, yeah, um, and get yourself out there and, and connect with more people. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, really similar to mine when I initially started, like you're saying, networking at the very beginning. Obviously, now my approach is a little bit different, but. It was mainly through LinkedIn, and I gotta plug yeah. I gotta plug Herb May because yes. I, big, I, big kudos I yeah I met Herb through Instagram actually it was when he was still at Access and he was doing like an Instagram live at Access and I was trying to get in contact with Access but anyways like long story short that's how I met through Herb and then when I started watching his Instagram content he was yeah. talking about LinkedIn and so long story short that's how I was like okay wow there's this like yeah. big network of professionals that are on LinkedIn. And so for me at the beginning, it was the same thing. I was a lot of DMs. At the beginning, I did the adding of the notes. I later found that it really wasn't my style. Like today, I don't send notes right. now. I just send the connection yeah. straight and then kind of hit you up later. Um, but yeah, it was just sending a bunch of that, beginning to comment on people's stuff and and read and educate a little bit to yourself. Exactly. Um, yeah. Cause I think, I think sometimes with the connection calls I have now, I don't think and I'm sure I made this mistake too, where, you know, I think sometimes I have calls now with people where they're initially reaching out and I'd, and I'd love to get, this is actually something I want to get your take on is I got a lot of people now that I'll have a call with them. And the hot question is just tell me about everything you're doing. And right. not that I have a huge issue with the question, but I've learned through my personal experiences because I used to do that. I've learned now though, when you bring specific questions to a person that's working in a specific part of the industry, you get a lot more value. They feel like they're actually, you know, getting something out of the call. I don't know. I, I was interested to hear is what do you, when you, do you have people hit you up now that want to talk to you about stuff and, and reach out or how does yeah, that go? Actually, yeah. So lately, let me say like, by no means am I, am I going to say that I'm in the caliber that you and Herb and others are in? I'm like, not in Herb's caliber. No, They should be. Like, because the guy plugged in like 5,000 people for esports into LinkedIn and yeah. just made it the complete melting pot that it is. And that's, right. you know, that's my two cents on it. But, yeah. you know, I, I think he's a great guy. I think he's super well connected. You knew him even before I knew him at Rounds Hill. Uh, you know, that's when I got connected with him. Now he's at yeah. Houston working with the Outlaws. He's a great guy. Anyways, um, the point of all that is saying that Herb is great. But, but to, your, to your point, um, to your point, which is, you know, I, I think that it's so difficult for people to really make genuine connections on this. And so something that you said that I really I really resonate with is like, you got to be able to read up on this stuff, mm -hmm. right? So you got to be able to read up on this stuff. Because I also, like you, you asked me, like, do I have people calling me? Like, yeah, lately people have been reaching out personal connections, non-personal connections, mm -hmm. kind of being like, hey, I've seen your stuff, I've seen the content that you're putting out, I've seen the commentary you're making, um, can we talk about esports? And I think the level that I've seen a lot of kind of what I'll say, like pro category, yeah, you know, guys on influence, you know, on, on the influencer side of LinkedIn, which, which I would say is exactly your question, ask is, look, if you're gonna connect with me, like, know what I do, right? Yeah. Like, don't ask me what I am doing. Like, if someone was to reach out to me, like, I would hope you know that I'm a lawyer. Like, it, you know, exactly. I would hope you know you're in financials then you do a podcast, right? Like, I, I hope the same thing for you. And, and they know a little more maybe beneath that, right? They know a few things that you've commented on or posted articles about or, or written about. And so um, I do think it's important to do your homework. Again, going back to kind of like the, the DMs on LinkedIn, um, I always 
you know, there's only so much you can write and there's only so much time that you can expend writing a follow-up note after you connect with someone. Right. To make sure that you're doing your job day to day, but making sure you're also keeping your hustle going and making the connection. So a, a big approach that I take and I would recommend to people that are trying to get into the industry, especially on the professional side is like use the person's name, use the person's company, mention something about whatever they're doing and spend 10 minutes like invested on the business, right? Yeah. For me in the legal space, like, I, as an attorney, I want to know what I think makes great attorneys is, is people who know what their client's business is. So I want to know what your business is. And I'm going to really do that by talking to you on the phone, for sure. Or yeah. meeting you for coffee, whatever it is. Right, right. But I can start that process by spending 10 minutes before I DM you being like, hey, I know what you're doing. I think it's awesome. That's why I'm reaching out to you. Right, right, right. So um, I think it takes that extra step. But but um, I do have people reach out to me and, and I kind of tell them like, look, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm involved with. This is who I might be able to help you connect with. Um, what are you doing? You know, where do exactly. you want to go? Yeah. Right? Where, where are you looking to go? Because I think the other thing about the industry, and I think you would agree, is that it's so nice. Like I, anyone who I've, I've had a lot of messages that have gone out that have gone unanswered, right? Like yeah. Every 50 messages I send, I get five responses, right? Maybe a little more than that. But, but still, yeah. it, I want to connect with all 50 of those people and all 50 of their friends. <laughs> Because I, that's how you build a network. Right. But when five of them respond, that's fine. Like, I'm okay with that. Um, but but when I connect with those five of them, it's a genuine connection. And, and I really want to make sure that I'm working to sustain that and maintain it and um, keep in touch with that person. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think, like you're saying, taking that extra five, it, it really doesn't take long yeah, to no, go no. to someone's, whether you're on LinkedIn, whether you're on Twitter, I mean, Instagram is kind of hard, wherever you're at, it doesn't, even Googling them, you can Google them and you'll find right. stuff real yeah. quick. Um, you know, or, or at least speaking for myself, I know when I'm hopping on the phone call with somebody and someone has at least looked at my stuff for five minutes, right. there's a different, like maybe someone doesn't realize it, but there's a different tone of confidence when you're talking to me, there's a different tone of interest it's just yes. like it's very genuine when it comes across that you're like okay this person at least has done a little bit of research and then now that's got me excited because now i'm like okay they've done their part now i'm going to contribute a little bit but right. Right. Yeah. yeah okay well I, I think we and i think people can can kind of just how we've done some of some of the positive things or kind of how to go about networking um the, yeah. the short answer is there's a thousand ways you can do it it's, it's kind of whatever right. suits you best um what i thought would be good is to talk to about you know, we talk about how we're approaching it now, but I also thought it'd be good to talk about how when we originally approached it. And again, we're not saying we're experts here. We're not saying that we've got this whole thing figured out. Right, but what, what, did, what did that look like? Yes. Yeah. And we've yeah. grown. And I think it's fair to say that everybody in this industry and any, any other industry, you grow as you go. Um, yeah. So I don't know if you want to start or if you want me to start, whatever you're comfortable with. What, what Like kind of lessons learned? Yeah, lessons learned that maybe some you were doing at the beginning and now you've like taken a step back later and been like, okay, you know what? That probably wasn't like the best way to go about it or the yeah. smartest thing to do, like yeah. anything or like that. Or just kind of stuff that you picked up. Yeah, so yeah. I got a quick one and then I got a quick one and then I'd love to hear, you know, what 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 you got. But yeah, I got two, but the quick one is what I was just saying, which is like maintaining relationships. Like mm -hmm. you work really hard, you make connections, you DM someone, you connect with them. And I'm honestly, I am very much still guilty of this, right? But like you DM someone, you talk to them on the phone, 
that person gives you the half an hour, 45 minutes of their day to talk to you, right? But then it's kind of like, it's on you to follow up. And so I'm often very guilty of getting too busy with current clients, chasing down other people, working on whatever else I got going on that um, I don't do a good enough job probably. I, I definitely didn't do a good enough job before and I'm trying to do a little better now as I move yeah. forward. Reconnecting and maintaining that connection with the people who have been kind enough to give me like time out of their day to talk because that's how you continually build the relationship. And I tell everyone who I talk to like, look, I'm not selling you anything and yeah. it's difficult in the professional services industry to not come off as like the quote unquote snake oil salesman <laughs> and be like, Hey, I'm great. No, come work with me. But like, I think that my, 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 my storyline to everyone is I'm genuinely interested. I care about the growth of this industry. I care about what you're doing because that's why I wanted to talk to you. And, um, and, and you know, if we if we do something in the future, great. It doesn't necessarily have to be like business. Yeah. Right? It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to turn into a billable hour for me. Like if I'm helping you in some other way, if I'm providing a second set of eyes and opinion, I'm ecstatic that I'm able to do that. And you know, hopefully later down the road, you may be able to suggest to someone like, hey, I know a lawyer, or hey, why don't we just get Nick together for drinks and like go out and yeah. you know have a conversation. Yeah. Um, about whatever it is so we can all learn more yeah but my big thing would be con continuing those connections because you put time in and that other person puts time in yeah no and that's that's a good point too like i, I mean i will sit here and say and, and it might be different on your end but like i've networked with hundreds of like not hundreds but like getting you know up there pretty high yeah. of actual phone calls and right. like i haven't taken any kind of business from them. I haven't like built them for anything. It's yeah, yeah. literally been for a lot of it is just relationships, you know, like it's just yeah. building that relationship, building that network. And you never know down the road who someone might introduce you to, but that's kind of just like, you know, icing on the cake. Um, right. No, but, but I'm, not in it. I'm not in it for the, for the business side of it, yeah. I'm in it for the relationship. And if the business comes from it, that's great. Exactly. It's not yeah. what I'm chasing. Yeah. Right? No, um, there's plenty of people that I just want to connect with that I'm like, dang, this is like a really cool guy or a really yeah, cool exactly. girl. And I'm like, like, you know, I'd yeah. love to be friends with them. So Yeah. No, like a, a group that I love and you just had, you just had someone on here recently is kind of like the medical community. Mm -hmm. I have no business connection. You know, I don't, I could see a way, but I don't think that I'm going to get business from a chiropractor or, or doctor. <laughs> yeah. and there's a great group of women here in DC who are super smart and they're all like focused on being esports doctors and they're probably yeah. some of the first doing it. And I love the fact that they are females in a space that's predominantly dominated by men. And you know, one of one of my goals for this year and next year is to work with more women. And anyways, that's my pitch on that. But but long story short, like I love what they're doing and I think it's super cool. Like the fact that they are esports doctors. Yeah. Like, that that's awesome to me like the fact that you're figuring out like ergonomics and all these other kind of things yeah good for you like and you're you're probably going to be the first and and i hope for you that you're going to be the best um, right no yeah, yeah. and if it's you want to i don't know if you've gotten linked it if you are if you've gotten hooked up with either drew or, or bryce but if you haven't i'm more than happy to make an introduction to them both yeah yeah no yeah i, I know them yeah okay okay yeah both solid guys um, we got a comment here from my older brother. Shout out Weiss. He says, 
Lead gen is only 50% of business. The other 50% is cultivating those relationships and continuing to follow up with the clients. Exactly. He's a realtor. He, so he knows all about that. So he knows. <laughs> yeah. It's not the first or the second or the fifth or the tenth call. It's, it's when the person's sitting there and is like, oh, yeah. Let me, let me think of them. Right, right. Yeah. No, yeah, and for me, I guess, kind of a, a learning moment, and it really builds off of what I was hitting now that I've learned is when I originally was like reaching out and networking, I was so guilty. So I'm sitting here being honest about it, so that's why I'm saying now it's other people don't do this, is yeah. I was so guilty of, because I thought it was okay, of you know reaching out to someone on LinkedIn. I was It was nothing that I wasn't being authentic or anything, but when I got on the phone with them, though I had looked them up, I thought it was completely fine to just kind of be like, hey, can I pick your mind? You know, like, can you tell me about your experiences in esports? And I was coming at it at a very naive, well, not in any kind of like misintentions or anything, but just naive to the fact that the person on the other line is probably like, okay, this person's just like trying to, you know, just figure out what I'm doing and this and that. Um, So from learning from that, that's why I speak so much about like, when you're reaching out to somebody, have questions, like you're saying, if they're a doctor and you're interested in that, have some questions that revolve around that. If they're a lawyer, whatever whatever the case may be. So that's kind of kind of my learning and two cents, especially when as it goes to like, you know, networking and kind of navigating the relationships. Yeah, I like that, that. Having, having like the tailored questions, I think exactly. that's good, right? Rather than just saying like, hey, I'd love to learn about your experience, which like I do say to people, like I'll be honest, yeah. I still, I did and I still say that to people like, because that's really what I want to do. I want to learn about what they've done now and what they've done previously and what they want to do. Right. But I think your, your suggestion is very good, um, which is have like legit questions about whatever niche that they're filling in the industry that you're, that piques your interest. Yeah. Because listen, yeah. the bottom line, and we can get into this in a minute now is you still do have people that hear esports booming, hear this and that esports, right. and you do have, unfortunately, like those people that are not coming out in an authentic way. So sometimes you get misinterpreted as those people if you're not careful with, I think, totally. how you approach it, even if you're coming at it in an authentic manner. But right. Um, right. yeah, anyways, that's just that's just my two cents on it. But yeah. Um, okay, cool. So we kind of have, we've kind of nailed some positives. We kind of nailed some negatives. We're just going right along here. Um, and you know what, Juan, the only, the only negative I would say, which I think is really important for people that are trying to get into it, yeah, which, go ahead. Which, and I would love to hear what you have to say about this, yeah. because I think it is so frequently talked about to the point of like being nauseated about how much it's talked about, is the spelling of these. I knew you were going to say that before you even yeah. got to it. <laughs> like, because, because everyone who's in the industry knows that we talk about it so much. Like, right. to me, I don't care, right? Like, I, yes, is it an indicator to me? I had someone email the other day and they capitalized S and lowercase E. Mm-hmm. Thank God they didn't put a dash, but that's what they did. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know what? I know you don't know a lot. I'm not gonna hold it against you. I'm happy to educate. Again, I'm not an expert at all, Yes. but I'm more than happy to have a conversation about this. I will mention it so that my hope is that the next person you talk to, you spell it right. Yeah. Right? Because everyone cites the AP and the fact that it's, for everyone listening, it is all lowercase. No dashes, exactly. periods, spaces, quotation marks, whatever it is. And, and and I think going back to kind of like the mistakes, I had someone rip me apart once, like early on. <laughs> like I, I had someone come at me and they were like, you should really know that this is esports. And, and how it's spelled. And I think, I, I don't remember what my spelling was. I don't think it was like so egregious. I think it might've been capital E, which is like 
the best of an evil. Yeah. But um, he came after me, and I was like, you know what? I don't. I appreciate that. Like, thank exactly. You. And 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 since then, you know, everyone every two months, there's a stream of posts that someone talks about. Hey, kids, this is how you spell it. Or hey, everyone, don't talk to someone who doesn't spell it right. And yeah. There are guys that like literally won't talk to someone because they get a DM and it's spelled wrong. Which that I don't agree with. But I don't agree with that either. Yeah. I don't agree with that either. Like people are just trying to learn, right? Exactly. And if, you, if you can't help anyone grow, like why are you doing this? Exactly. You know? And it is such a nice industry. Otherwise, like I was gonna say, like I have never DM someone, connect with them, had them email me back. And had that not lead to a phone call, right? Like, no, I've never asked someone, like, hey, can we chat? And then be like, no. Yeah. I've had people who, like, it takes three months to get it done because we're both busy. But they come back. But they come back. Yeah. I've never had anyone in the whole industry, and, you know, I'm, I'm nowhere near 100 yet, but, like, I've never had anyone be like, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which I think speaks volumes because I think in banking, in, in, you know, general sales, whatever it is, like, People will say no. Like, right. I don't have an interest. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I can tell you that literally personal story, I, and I won't name them, but I've had like two to three guests that I want to have them on the show, and they're like, yeah, yeah I'm down, but it's going to be two months from now. And I'm just like, okay. Because I respect right. that, and there were people that like, you know, had an, an experience in this and had, you know, a history in this. And I was like, okay, like, if that's what it takes, like, but I think right. too... They're going to follow back up with you. And I also think that on your point, especially when you're newer to the industry, you need to understand that that's normal and that's okay. And, and it's just something you're going to learn with. But if you walk away from it or, or if you take it in a salty manner, it, then it could get, you know, it could get nastier. But right. I've never had. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's a young industry. Everyone who's in it, everyone who's looking at it, hopefully wants it to only grow. Like, right. look at the past month. It is all over the Wall Street. And this is maybe a good segue into the next thing we're going to talk about, which is like, it's all over the Wall Street Journal. Mm-hmm. Everyone and their mother wants to get into esports now. Like, right. It, it is the hottest thing. I had I had a client who was telling me, look, either, you know, you're not doing so hot in this economy unless you're selling face masks, hand sanitizer, or you're in esports. <laughs> and I was like, I, I, maybe, maybe not. Maybe you're not wrong. You know? Yeah. You, you may not be wrong there. And, and I think there are other industries making money, sure, but I think it's not a, the point is not, not ignored, which right. is, it's an industry that people are clamoring now to get into, and if they don't understand it yet, they are desperately trying to educate themselves, which I'm all for, um, but hopefully, you know, as I think we might talk about in a second, like, hopefully you're coming at it from an authentic place and you want to really be involved. Yeah, no, exactly, and, and we'll segue into that to a second in, in a minute. To follow up with you, just real quick, my two cents on the whole spelling thing. Yeah, I'm actually, yeah, totally I'm actually sorry. glad you brought that up because, especially if there's people that are later listening to this in the new industry, it's obviously something that's vitally important. Yeah. Um, my stance on it is, I get, I see that all the time where someone will be like, "If you're spelling esports wrong, you know, that's the only time I see it where they'll be like, i 'I'm not going to talk to you.'" And I right. do think that's a little harsh because for the people like you're saying that are new to it, I spelled it wrong. Like I'll fully admit yeah. that when I first got oh, into really? it. I spelled it with the capital S because I just didn't know any better. And and even the yeah. argument of people saying, oh, you should do your research. Like, listen, it's becoming more relevant as people are posting about it. But really, it's not really because major publications spell it wrong. I have totally. seen major publications spell oh, it yeah, wrong. Totally. So it's hard and easy to confuse. So anyways, long story short, learn about it, understand the correct spelling, 
but I'm never going to penalize someone, especially if they're like new to the industry and reaching out to me no, about I being agree. like, wow, dude, like you don't know how to spell this. Like, yeah. And I, I really like your point about you go on Google and you search esports right now. I bet you half of those, half of those articles that are on there spell it wrong. They right? do. Like, I've seen and it. They're from, legit, they're from legit sources. Like I think the Wall Street Journal had a Snapchat the other day where they spelled it wrong in their Snapchat advertisement. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool that it's on Wall Street Journal Snapchat advertisement. Not cool that they didn't spell it right. And they didn't like, have the wherewithal to check this a few times. Yeah. But you can't blame someone. I mean, when they're when they're trying to read about it and half the stuff is wrong, unless they find that Associated Press article yeah. in twenty seventeen that says we just spent spent nine hours in a conference room and <laughs> decided that it's all lowercase, like how are you gonna know? Yeah, yeah. So, so it's important. People will learn it as they go along, but I'm yeah. never it's education. That's all that is. Right. Um right. Okay, so let's segue yeah, now into this conversation, um, which let's start off with this first, and I'd be interested. So obviously, you know, the, the great thing about this conversation was that we both come from a professional services background. So we kind of have that, uh, you know, commonality when we're approaching the industry. Did you ever, or when you were first getting into it, did, did you ever face any like people that maybe took a step back, like, okay, here's a lawyer trying to get into esports, it's booming. They kind of may have had like a take a, yeah. a step back or kind of how has your, or what was your welcoming to approaching the industry from a professional services standpoint? Because I think obviously as we'll talk about, it's important to the industry like it is to any other industry. Right, right. So I think two things, my, my personal my personal approach to it honestly, which, which just doesn't necessarily answer your question, but I think it's important for me mm-hmm. to mention is like, my personal approach was it is like, when I first started, I saw other lawyers. There are plenty of other guys. There, there are two great guys who are up in Canada, and they have a killer firm. They're doing great, um, and all they do all day long is esports. There's guys in New York. There's guys in California. Is there a hundred esports lawyers? I don't know. I, I would say probably not. But mm-hmm. what do I, I know? But so. my po- my point is, is that when I first started, I got a little intimidated. I was like, you know, damn, I'm not I'm not going to be the one of one. And, and I think it, it, I'm really happy that my mentality shifted to not be the one of one. I want there to be lots of legit lawyers in esports, right? Like, yeah. I would love it that when I'm working on these player contracts for a team, that on the other side, there is a, um, there is an attorney representing the player. I would love that. Like, I, I think that's great. And yeah. I think that's needed. And I think we are not going to be a self-sustaining industry until we get to that point. Um, that's, just, that's just on the legal side of it. Yeah. So, so, so I think that you know when I was first getting into it, that was that was a big thought that I had. Um, Which I can I can agree with because it's the yeah. same thing on on the financial side. You don't. I had a conversation with a lawyer down here that works in Orlando, and he was and he literally and he's been in it now for a while, and he was telling me like. Yeah, like I know most of all the CPAs that are out there because there aren't many. He's like, I know most of all the lawyers out there because there aren't many right now. So, yeah, I can agree with that. So, yeah, it it just took me a little time to kind of wrap my head around and be like, you know what? I I don't, I welcome competition. It's a good thing. And it's not even, competition, I so hesitate to say that word because it's not even the right thing to say. Like, yeah, it's honestly, it sounds a little cheesy, but it is collaboration. Like, I think it's great. The more people you have in this, the, the bigger of the body of law or the bigger of the you know resources we can put behind creating a 
financial assistance program or a financial literacy program for players yeah. who are coming up and who are young or who are old or whatever it is. So, so that's that's my two cents on that. I, in terms of did I face kind of like a hesitancy? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Do I still face a hesitancy? I think it's inherent. I, I think if you are in yeah. the professional services market industry subsection of esports, you are inherently going to face some sort of like this guy is just out here to get the money. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Now I, I can tell you, I think I know we definitely share this, which is like we're not here for the glitz and glam. We're not here for the ESPN. We're not here for um, you know the New York Times saying that this is one of the only growing industries during COVID. We're not here right. for that, right? We're here because we're authentically interested, and I think that's so key. And if you're not authentically interested in this, you're going to get sifted out. I promise you. Like this is an industry where you will get found out very quickly, and your ability to operate is is not going to happen. You may get one or two clients, you may get one or two partnerships, but eventually someone's going to figure it out. Yeah. And if you don't shift and become legitimately interested, if that's how you start, God forbid, you're going to come out. If you shift, good for you. Then you become one of us, and, and you're you're legitimately, authentically interested, and you've done your yeah. reading, and, and, and you've worked on that. But um, I think the answer to that is absolutely, and I think it still happens. I think it's not sad, but like that's, that's the cost of doing business. Of. Yeah, it's inherent. It's the cost of doing business. Like, yeah. I think that is... I'm under no illusion that those 50 those, those fifty DMs that I send out on LinkedIn, the reason I'm only getting five of them is because 15 of those people are like, this guy just wants to make a buck off of me. Yep. Yeah. Which, like, I promise you is not the case, but I totally get why you feel that way. Right. Right? Right. And I think it's only going to get worse. It's going to get a lot worse before it gets better because I think what's going to happen is we're going to see a lot of people converge in the next let's call it two to five years in the professional services industry, doctors, chiropractors, lawyers, broadcasters, um, you know, you name insurance is a great one. You know, whatever you want to say, people are going to dive on this. And then there's going to be that sifting process. And then five years down the road, there's going to be people who stuck with it, pushed hard, tried to show people they were legitimate, and they came out on top not in the sense that they're the best, not in the sense that they're the experts, but they came out with the experience. Yeah, right? yeah. And if, if, if you're a professional industry, if you're insurance, you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, you're in financials, and you have the experience where you can build that over the next five years, in five years, there's going to be a clear zone, and I hope that there's only the people who are really top-notch so that they can service the industry to the best possible ability. Yeah. No, and I think, first off on that point, you could be the greatest CPA in the world right now, but if you don't know any context of the industry, you're probably oh, yeah, not going to be able to. Separate conversation. Yeah, yeah, so completely. Yeah, yeah. But on your point, though, and, and and kind of this is how I look at it, and and I, I'd like to get. I know we got like we'll go like another 12, 15 minutes here, but yeah. I want to get your take on this because a lot of the times too is with everything you just said, there is that inherent stigma, especially because these professional services still are young really in my mind in esports because, and that's why we've got so many issues that need to be worked out correctly. But I'm very hesitant to reach it from the financial services point of view. I have yet to vouch anybody in it. And I'm very careful with who I have phone calls with because even from my point of view, I would never wanna be attached to somebody or have a mutual commonality now with somebody who isn't in the right place, they get tied yeah. down, your name is attached to them for whatever the reason may be, now you get totally. pulled down. 
And I'll, I have, I'll be honest, I have DMs where like people will straight up be like, hey Juan, lo uh, love what you're doing with lodges, will learn, love to learn how you're working with clients and what you're doing with them. And, and there's certain messages where I'm just like, okay, I can already kind of see where your intentions are. I don't like where yeah. this is going. I'm not gonna have a conversation with you. Right. But to your point, you, there are gonna be those people that end up on the back end of this thing and, and we need it. There are issues on the player side for player representation and that players yeah. need to be better represented. Teams need to understand their things better. Um, but yeah, anyways, we, we could go on a very long tangent on that. But. Yeah, no, but I, I think, let me just say, to, to segue in, into what I think is a very important next topic, yeah. which is the need for professional services in this, like, what, what you were saying is absolutely correct, which is, you have to you have to have some sort of a connection. Like, mm -hmm. it, it not only behooves you to be genuinely interested so that you can make connections and get clients and partnerships and work with people, because that's what's going to get you to be a part of this industry is if you are legitimately interested because the people who are operating in it now can sniff out whether you're yeah. you know here for a buck or, or and read a Wall Street Journal article or whether you're here because you legitimately have a love for gaming and, and want to see the industry grow and again you're not here for the, the client billable hour you're here for the relationship yeah so people will sniff that out especially now that we're, we're, we're in such a kind of like budding industry so but, but I think not only will you make the connection if you know about the industry but I think you need to be a good CPA, to be a good insurance agent, to be a good doctor, to be a good lawyer in this industry and, and have that specialty, you need to be able to know the industry, right? Yeah, yeah. So I tell people, like, it, to me, if you're a lawyer in the industry and you don't know what the word homestand is, again, not like the spelling of esports, I'm not gonna hold it against you, but yeah. like, you, you need to know what a homestand is. Right. Because if you draft a contract for an Overwatch player, and you don't have, you put in home game. Sure, it's a technicality, it's just verbiage. I care about that stuff, right? But like, home home games in Overwatch are called home stands, yeah. right? Call of Duty has their own version for that. Um, you know, Rocket League has their own terminology, but you, you gotta be able to know that kind of stuff. And you gotta be able to know, for instance, for, on the CPA or on the financial side, what the taxes are, yeah. how does it fall in, you know? A big one that, that, that I'm trying to get, you know, it's not my field, but I'm trying to make connections to, to attorneys and, and get clients properly represented is immigration. Like, yeah. what visa are you going to use, right? Like, well, it's a big issue, gonna, yeah. Yeah, what visa are you going to use depends on what the attorney or what the immigration specialist's mindset is on what the hell esports is. <laughs> right? If you look at it as a real sport, which it is, in my opinion, that's another whole separate discussion. If yeah. you look at it as a, as a sport, all of a sudden, from my very brief understanding of immigration law, or, or you know, immigration procedures, you're on a different visa yeah. than you would be on any other circumstance coming in and trying to work, you know, doing your job as an esports professional. So, yeah, I mean, for instance, in the financial in the financial world, how how do you, how do you kind of show people, hey? it's important that I know a thing or two about esports. I mean, you want to know more than a thing or two, but like how do you yeah. convey to people that I, I know what's good? I mean, honestly, I think the, the fastest way you do that is like you were just saying to, to elaborate further on that is just simply the terminology. Because if you don't, 
understand what bits are, or if you don't understand what shears are, or embers, or whatever the, and I'm yeah. going down the line. If you don't understand that a streamer could literally have like upwards of 10 sor- sources of income. If you don't, are. Yeah, if you don't understand how they even conduct their business or how they go about it, and, and really like kind of to highlight a little bit on the financial side, like right now I'm seeing a lot on Twitter specifically, is that a lot of these streamers are just going down to H and R Block, and people are having? Or, okay, oh, I didn't mean yeah. to sing, I didn't mean to single out. I'm not dissing H and R Block. I'm not. Your bank, the bank of your choice. Yeah, the yeah, bank of your bank. choice is, is a better way right. to put it. But and, and it's not to diss the bank. It's just that they don't understand the profession. Oh, my bad. I went out for a sec. Um, it's not to diss the bank. It's that they don't understand the profession, how it works. So my biggest thing, and something that I've really strived on, and and you know when, when you and I first had a conversation. Um, we talked about a lot about laying out the groundwork, right? That we understood that it's gonna come down, we gotta lay out the groundwork. And a lot of my groundwork was, I already had a gist of how a streamer's role was, or how a professional player's role was. But what I've done since like last June is really like dive deep as to, okay, how does a streamer conduct their business? Where are their costs? Where are their savings? Um, and, and you can kind of portray that pretty quickly, I think, when you're talking to somebody. Um, yeah, yeah. But on the legal side, add, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I'll, I'll add to that. I'll add to that that the other way you can really kind of convey that is is by the content creation and by the connections you have. Yeah. Again, like some of us don't have Twitter, so yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 to me, Twitter, like I don't know if there's ever something I'm going to do, just because I, to build up the repertoire to like seem legit on Twitter is going to be difficult. Yeah, it is. When I go on LinkedIn and, and you ask the question, like, do you have people to hit you up now, like? Yeah, when people hit me up now, I definitely do look in terms of who they're connected to. Because when I talk to them on the phone, I want to be like, hey, just as you've done, even just during this podcast, like, hey, do you know this and this and this person? Because yeah. again, it's all about growing the industry internally. And when people come in, you want to introduce them to the right people so that they can become a member of this kind of um, group. So I look at who people are connected with, and I think that helps a lot. I hope that people look at who I'm connected with and see, oh, wow, I have like 60 mutual connections with Nick. Mm-hmm. Um and they're all in esports, right? They're yeah. Not my connections from high school, they're not my connections from college, they're my connections yeah. from esports. And then they can go and, you know, listen to a podcast or, you know, read read some of the articles or the commentary that I that I post. And they're like, okay, he's he's legit. He knows yeah. what he's talking about. Um, again, not an expert, but but he understands uh, what's going on here. Yeah. No. 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 Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, it's been like the last five minutes or so, and because I do think this is important. Um, and if you, I'm going to really just kind of put the ball in your court. You can take this convo wherever you want. No, you don't want to give, you don't want to give me that responsibility. <laughs> but I guess, where do you, I'm trying to think of a good way so that you can, you can hit it nice on these, these five minutes, but kind of what's your take on the importance of understanding? Yeah, let's do this one. Cause we talked about this before we hopped on here. The importance of kind of understanding, you know, the different roles that people in this industry play. So if you're a yeah. lawyer, you're a lawyer, and, and there should be education and context for what a lawyer should do for you. If they're a CPA, insurance agent, regular business agent, so on and so forth. What's your take on on people being informed within the industry, especially younger players or streamers being informed, as well as the opportunities that, that people who aren't gonna be a streamer or a pro player have within you know gaming and esports? Yeah, so, so I ask people when I talk to them like, 
and people do different things. Like, I'll have conversations with people who are building out esports facilities. I'll have conversations with people who are building out teams. I'll have conversations with players. I'll have conversations with. Um, I promise I'll have conversations with other people who are trying to do financial stuff for esports players. Um, <laughs> no, I wouldn't care if you did. <laughs> no, but it, you know, even if I, I, I've talked to one or two of them, sure. But like, yeah. even if I did, it's it's kind of like, hey, look, where are you trying to go with this, and and w- what is your vision of this? Yeah. Right. And so, um, the big thing with that is kind of like, well. Where I was going now. You, no, you're good. You were yeah, going to where you were originally talking about, like you got people building arenas and they're gonna go about it that way, and yeah. you got people approach you for other different ways of, of going into or getting into the industry, working in the industry. Right, right. But your original question was my original question was kind of what is your take on both people within the industry? So you got like a player streamer. It, educating them on, hey, this is what an insurance agent does. This is what a lawyer does. Yeah, an okay, account. So yeah. So, so for instance, when I tell people, when I ask, talk to people in these different sectors, whether it be building an esports arena or, you know, building a team, it's kind of like, hey, what's your fluency with what this is, right? Yeah. Like, if I was if I was a CPA, what's your fluency with your financial situation, right? I ask people, do you? I, I don't necessarily need to know your your legal fluency because I don't want to pitch to you like that, but I want to know. Are people who are in your subset of this industry thinking about this? Mm -hmm. Are players on your team thinking about the fact that they need legal representation? Are the investors or are the management on your team thinking about the fact that you need to do some really heavy-duty drafting on your corporate organizational documents? Yeah. Like, it sounds boring, and I don't blame you if you're not interested, but do you recognize that there is a need for that? If there's not, let me tell you that there is, first of all, in my humble opinion. Yeah. And I'm happy to answer any questions you have. And that's kind of how I do it. It's like, if you have a question, I'm happy to ask, you know, answer it. I'm yeah. not gonna, it's not going to cost you anything. Like, I just want to know and I want to have good conversations about where your questions are at. And this is something that I'm a professional in this space. Again, I'm not an esports expert. I'm not a legal expert. Yeah. I went to law school, I am a lawyer, and I've been practicing, and so I, I know a few things that I might be able to share, or might be able to get you help on. Um, you got 40 seconds, as, by as the you, way, as a heads up. As, before. You, as you think about stuff, right? As you think about stuff. So, so that's my point. It, yeah. is, um, it's important to be a professional in the industry, and I think it, professionals certainly have a role in this industry for exactly what they do. Yeah. And if they're smart about it, and they know what they're doing, people should talk to them about it because if you're a gamer, you're an esports team, that's what you are. You're not a lawyer. You're not a financial, you know, like yeah. accountant. You're not a doctor. You're not an insurance broker. You're, you know, you are what you are and, and we're here to help you as, as professionals. This is a really quick goodbye, yo. I appreciate you coming off. We're going to get cut off here in one yeah. second. Thank you, bro. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and leave us a five-star rating if you've enjoyed this. You can find out more about Lodges by searching on Instagram at Lodges underscore financial, on Twitter at Lodges, on eFuse at Lodges, and on LinkedIn by searching for my name, Juan Rodriguez, J-U-A-N. Following on socials is the best way to be kept up to date with podcast updates and information. Thanks, and you were just listening to The Lodges Podcast.